Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Uh, Hey, you guys. So we are going to talk about the R in savers today. And I'm just going to start out with a quick little quote from Matthew Kelly. And it was actually from the Miracle Morning book, but uh, reading is to the mind, what exercise is to the body and prayer is to the soul. We become the books we read. So first of all, I realize that there are a lot of people out there who do not like reading. Uh, I used to be one of them. When I was in school, I was a very, very slow reader. And I actually, I really still am. (laughs) It's hard for me to read books alongside of people because they are always so much faster at it than me. And really as an adult, I don't now. It's if we do book clubs and stuff, it's, you know, read at your own pace. So it doesn't bother me anymore, but it did used to bother me a lot in elementary, middle, high school, college. Uh, So when I saw others reading at a rate much faster than me and taking half the amount of time to do assignments, it really deterred me from liking reading. They would always do these big pushes for reading in the summer. I don't know. You guys can probably relate to that. Um, And I think they still do it. Um, but you know, like read on our books over the summer and get a free trip to Valley fair. Like Valley fair is our, in Minnesota, it's our big, um, theme park. Uh, and the instant I heard that my perfectionistic self set in and immediately said, well, that would literally take me all summer and leave room for nothing else. So I can't do that. And, you know, I had that all in all out mindset where that has changed a lot. Now it's just, you know, progress progress is growth. And I try not to do things to hundred percent, but, um, back then no one really showed me how to do that and get out of that mindset. Um, but we're not, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about reading. (laughs) So, um, unfortunately this hatred for reading stuck with me through middle school, high school, and then eventually college, but, um, high school, you know, where we were forced to read the most boring books possible. (laughs) Like, Shakespeare. Um, And then I've actually, you know, Matt and I have had multiple conversations about this too. He kind of felt the same way in high school. He didn't hate reading. He just hated the, um, the choices that the English teachers would give him for reading. And I think now it has changed a lot. I don't, you know, I, there were just never any options. It seemed like a lot of the options were more towards females. uh, And Mm -hmm. there wasn't a whole lot of like, male options. And so actually I was a, a librarian in Onamia for two years. And that was something I really tried to do when I was there was get more boy option books and like more of the, I know the kids just love the graphic novels now. So like I would mm-hmm. get, I ordered a lot of those and they ate them up like candy. So, yes, I <laughs> um, did. Yeah. um, but yeah, so 
like I said, I think English teachers have gotten better about that now. Um, and of course there's going to be times in high school and whenever where you're given something to read and you don't have a choice on it. Like that's just part of it. But you know, there's a lot of times when you did have choices and that just wasn't something that was like based more towards him. And, you know, a little side note here, Matt and I both took honors classes and we were pretty much straight A and B students. So this whole, I hate reading thing, it does not discriminate between kids who look like they have it together and those that don't. <laughs> so um, then, you know, college hits and you're required to read even more boring texts and trust me, reading in college is super hard when you're slow and you find it hard to concentrate on what you're reading and you right. pile piles of daunting books in front of you. <laughs> um, I didn't actually start loving books until I lived in Alaska. So, you know, in the middle of nowhere with nothing else to do. <laughs> And I had the same conversation with my girl friends up there and their, their jaws like dropped when I told them this, cause we're all teachers. Right. So I think they were just under the assumption, you know, if you're a teacher, you like reading mm -hmm. <laughs> and they, they were trying to get me to read, giving me all these suggestions. And I'm like, no, I just hate reading. And of course that's a limiting belief. Right. But you know, I fought it for a long time and I eventually gave in probably like eight months into our first year so I was 23 before I read my first series. <laughs> and I know like, you know, I know third graders that are reading book series and I was 23. <laughs> the, um, the Hunger Games, actually, that was my first series and it hooked me. So if you guys are listening to this and I was an adult when I read this, you guys. So if you're listening to this and you hate reading, I would seriously suggest the Hunger Games. <laughs> like even my husband liked watching the movies and he probably would have liked the books too. Um, mm -hmm. But I know they're popular for middle and high school as well. So after this, mm -hmm. I couldn't stop reading. And uh, the fact that I was slow, it didn't hinder me anymore. So because I got lost in what I was reading and I loved it. So that's really, that's kind of like the big thing is we just have to find things that we like. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you were, if you were like me and you were saying you hate reading and you're like, I don't, I don't have time for it. I, I hate reading, blah, blah, blah. Well, try finding something that you actually like. <laughs> right. And, you know, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, you know that Alaska was a super stressful place for me. And I was constantly on edge, especially towards the end while we were up there and I would dread going to work. So reading for me was that release. And we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit when I get mm -hmm. to the benefit. But it was a place where I could stop thinking about all the crap going on around me and just get lost in another world. And it was my most favorite alone pastime. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I don't have as much time to read anymore. I wish I did, but I don't, you know, busy mom working. <laughs> I do yeah. make time for it in the morning. Sometimes if I have a hard copy, otherwise I usually just do audiobooks because like podcasts, I can just plug my earbuds in and listen while driving or doing laundry or cooking dishes or cooking dishes. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> cooking dinner. You knew what I meant. Um, so most of my book choices now actually have to do with personal development. 
Um, and for those of you that don't know, that's just picking something that you would like to improve on in your life and reading, reading a book or two on it and then implementing it. And we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit too. You mostly do personal development too, right? Yeah, I, but I just, I love reading so much. So um, I found I was craving that the fiction uh, mm-hmm. aspect. So instead what I've, what I've done is, so it's like personal development is part of my morning routine or like pockets during the day when I can get it in either audiobook or, or paper. Yeah. But then before bed is when I will read a fiction and I've noticed I sleep better. Like yeah. if I read personal development before bed, that just gets my mind going and I should be, you know, I could do this, I could do that, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if I read fiction before bed, I sleep a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we, I talk about that in a little bit reading before bed, but I find it super hard to read before bed because not hard, but I will, I'll be so excited to open up a book and then I'll fall asleep in like two seconds. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, all right. So getting to the benefits. Um, so let's start at the beginning with babies, because uh, I know if it's any one of these savers that we've talked about, the one that's pounded into our heads the most as being the most important at a young age, it's reading. So babies um, and younger age children, like before school age, um, and really everything that I'm talking about, I'll, I'll talk about you know, babies and under school age, um, children in elementary school. And then I'll talk about like high school and then adult, uh, really any of these benefits will be beneficial to any age group. It's just kind of, it made a little bit more sense to fit them in where I put them. So just keep that in mind as I'm talking through this, but, um, so yeah, babies and younger children, Uh, It really helps teach them words, obviously, and sounds of letters and sounds of words to communicate. Uh, It teaches them to listen and it helps build their memory, even at that young of an age. Uh, It also helps them emotionally as is an activity that they get to do with you. And it gives them the social and thinking skills by showing them like how to point to pictures and how to touch the word or the picture and how to answer questions. So, you know, and there's a lot of studies out there even saying like reading to babies that are even before they're born in the womb is also very beneficial. So Mm -hmm. it's just crazy how something so easy to do if you implement it correctly and learn the right skills for it is so beneficial at all ages. Um, So children of elementary aged, it gives them all the benefits like I just listed for babies, but also reading to your child or even doing audio books with them. Like I know there are some parents who probably aren't as comfortable reading to their kids because maybe they didn't learn the correct skills. So um, there's so, we'll, we'll kind of talk about a few things at the end where you can get like free audiobooks and stuff for your kids. Um, 
but even just doing audiobooks with them and like if you're on a kindle or on your phone or whatever and the pictures are there um and it's reading it to them uh this is one of the best ways to help them in school and to further their comprehensive abilities uh, mm-hmm. The earlier you start reading to your children, the better their brain development will be and the better they will be at being able to read for themselves. So being able to do all that is going to boost their self-esteem when they're in school. Uh, they'll be able to speak and write better. And that just makes any kid just feel better because they can do it. <laughs> so, so, so important. Um, and this right here, this is that's the big motivator for me because reading was so hard for me when I was in school. And I know it took a huge dive on my self-esteem. I hated reading in front of people. I hated just reading by people because they'd be turning the pages faster than me. And I'm like, here I am still stuck on page one. And so then I couldn't focus because all I was focused on was all the kids around me who were reading that much faster than me. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is like huge for me with my kids. This is my big motivator because I don't want that to happen to them. So I'm so happy now because Sadie is doing amazing in first grade. She is probably one of the top readers in her class, but I don't care about that. I'm just so happy that she loves reading. Like she's been bringing her little sheets home. She's been reading them to us every night. We've been getting her those leveled readers. She loves, like she'll sit in her room and read those by herself. And then she'll come up, come out and like read it to us fast. Like she's in first grade and she's reading a book fast. The other day she picked up, picked up our Bible book, which is a kid's version. So it's, you know, it's a little less um, hard words and everything, but she picked that up and she started reading that too. So I'm just, it makes me so happy. <laughs> That she doesn't have the same struggles as me. So now we just got to keep working on Colton. He's only four, so he's not reading yet, but. Right. But making, like you said, making books and reading and having access to books priority is that big, big <clears throat> thing. And, and so Izzy's, we've talked about this a few times with perfectionistic tendencies, right? And, and she's <laughs> no different, but hers are showing up in the area of reading where, whereas my perfectionist tendencies with reading was, I'm not going to stop until I've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, hers is, I don't want to try because, and it's getting better, but she thinks she shouldn't have to sound things out, which of course is developmentally appropriate for a first grader. That's a needed skill. Um, to sound things out but she thinks to be a good reader you shouldn't have to do that and that we're we're slowly working on that on that um, mindset and I don't even know where she got it because Mm -hmm. we've been (laughs) sounding things out her entire life but when it comes to reading all of a sudden um, that's been it's been a thing that she wants to just know it um, and it doesn't come as easily for her as math does. With math, it, it is easy mm-hmm. right now, at any rate. And so she just kind of thinks if it's not easy, mm-hmm. then I'm not good at it or I, I can't try. So that's a limiting belief that we're working on. So uh, I think it's just important for everyone to hear. Like I said, it doesn't discriminate against, like, obviously, 
Roberta reads to her kids almost. Oh yeah. If not every day, almost every day. I know she loves books. Yeah. I know I don't get to it every day, but you know, like I said in the beginning, like it does not discriminate. So yeah. Yeah. She would much rather listen to an audiobook. Like, and that's part of their morning routine. I think I talked about before is I'll set them up with something um, to listen to while they're reading or while they're eating their breakfast. They look at books Mm -hmm. when they're going to bed. Like um, Izzy also really loves chapter books. So I'll read her a chapter out of one of her little chapter books every night, but ask her to read. All right. So yeah, uh, reading to children will also help them have a better imagination and be more Mm -hmm. creative. And because I am a high school teacher and I see, and I'm a shop teacher. So, you know, one of the projects we do is like, come up with your own project and build it. And I just see this. I don't know if it's all COVID related or if it's, you know, phones and technology in general, Um, in my opinion, you know, phones and technology have been an issue with this skill for a long time. Um, -hmm. but I see such a lack of creativity in my high school kids and it's so difficult for them to come up with something on their own that they want to build. And I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be big. (laughs) I just, you know, just, I just want you to get creative and think of something that would benefit you. And that's hard. That's too hard for some of them sometimes. So Mm -hmm. value reading and stories for the rest of their life, which is very important as they get into high school and go to college and of course, well into adulthood, but middle and high schoolers. And again, these can be any age, but I just thought, Hey, you know what? These fit in really good for middle and high schoolers. Um, because when you're at that age, you really got to start concentrating and focusing on what you're reading they have to think things through in their head when it comes to difficult topics that they aren't familiar with and then they got to really use their thinker (laughs) but on the flip side if they don't have that reading skill already then um this is just going to frustrate them and it's going to possibly cause them to shut down and this is where i think a lot of our behaviors come from in school Um, so this is the age where they really start learning about those complex topics around the world as well. And they get a lot of their, uh, worldly experiences from reading because, you know, we don't have all the money in the world to go travel and, you know, find this stuff out for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. this is another time where reading is so important because they get to see what the rest of the world is look, what the rest of the world is like. Um, and then also empathy can really start being understood, I think even more at these ages, because they can probably start identifying with the, you know, like the teenage characters and stuff like that. So empathy is another big one. So for adults, reading can be a great form of entertainment. So instead of having the TV on all the time, or whatever you're doing on your computer or playing candy crush on your phone or scrolling instagram you know this instead of looking at another piece of technology like put it down pick up a book or you know i know people have kindles and stuff but you can you know that still looks like a page right so the the big thing is it's like a black and white um it distracts you from 
or not distracts you, but it's not all those crazy colors and like sensory overload and stuff that we get throughout the day with um, lights and noises and screens constantly going on around us. Reading can really help lower blood pressure as well and your heart rate and reduce stress. Uh, and like I already said, sensory overload, but, uh, and then like we talked about earlier, reading before bed, instead of being on your electronics can really help calm our brains down and get ready for sleep. And like Roberta kind of talked about maybe a certain kind of book is not good for you right before bed. Like I know I would not do well with like a horror book right before bed or like a murder (laughs) mystery book or something. Like I don't like scary things. So that would make my brain race. I I definitely learned that the hard way. I was reading uh, a book that in my defense, I did not know was going to turn out to be more horror because I would not have started reading it. Horror is not my thing. However, I got sucked into the book and it's three in the morning and I'm almost done and it's freaking (laughs) me out. Finally finish it. Yeah. And it's 3 a.m. and I'm wired. This is in high school, by the way, on a school night. So (laughs) I had to like, I just couldn't, could not go to sleep. So I had to start a different book. Like I ended up just starting a different one, trying to like get into the new world and be cautious which books you pick yeah (laughs) so as you start aging here's another really good one uh reading can really help reduce cognitive decline and you're always making new connections as you read so you know alzheimer's and dementia um i think they've even done studies on this that like continually reading or even just doing you know it's like any kind of like brain Something that makes your brain think a little more can really help reduce uh, like a percentage of getting Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like that. So, um, and then another big one for adults, uh, reading can help reduce depression symptoms. So because people that are depressed often feel very isolated and estranged from everyone else, reading fiction books can help escape this reality for them. And reading self-help or personal development books can also help a depressed person learn the coping skills that they need to make it day to day. But I want to be clear that personal development books are not just for people that are depressed. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're literally for everyone because we're human and we're imperfect and we should be constantly improving and growing. Uh, So whether it's about fitness, nutrition, mindset, finances, keeping a clean and organized house, getting and keeping relationships, improvements in your job, or learning more about your kids or your marital relationship, or even reading the Bible. Yes, that is considered personal development. Um, So there's so many options out there. It's literally endless. I don't think you could ever read the amount of books or even personal development books out there. There's so many. And so here's my challenge to you right now. We're not done with this episode yet, but we will be very soon. I'm challenging you right now to pause and I want you to go to Google and I want you to Google books on something that you have felt the pull to improve on lately. So pause, Google search. Um, like we Google searched for the book that we're reading now in our, um, we started a book club this morning actually. Mm -hmm. And me, Roberta, and my other coach, and 
it, we Googled confidence and this uh, Daring Greatly is one of the books that came up. So pause and I'm going to keep talking about the book club. You know, I would even go so far as to say that reading can give you a community that you've been looking for. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. When you read, you're isolated. You're by yourself, right? Well, you can start a book club. And that's kind of what we did. That was our big idea because we wanted more community-based stuff in our coaching. And uh, so like you could do it with your coworkers or your friends or your husband. But, you know, like this book that we're reading right now, with Daring Greatly, there's an actual study guide with it. So that'd be kind of, you know, if you're looking for books to do with people, it might be nice to have one that has a study guide that comes with it. So you can use that as your question guide and for discussion and everything. We had a really good discussion this morning. So, and like last year, I did a Bible study with um, my girls from Alaska. Manna, I have also talked about the idea as well as something to do together to promote communication and, you know, like, quote, unquote, date night, because we are very rural, and it's hard to find babysitters. So we don't get date night very often. <laughs> so we try yes, and find there's only so people. much to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can only go to the same winery so many times. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, just the key to personal development books is that you have to implement and you have to take action on what you're learning. Or there's really no point to reading the personal development books. I mean, of course, you'll get other benefits, but, you know, if you're only regurgitating information over and over and over and you're not ever putting it into action, you're not going to get the full benefits from personal development books. And of course, those are just one, like we talked about fiction and other nonfiction. And there's so many books that you can read. It doesn't have to be personal development. That's just mainly what I choose to do. And then fiction once in a while as well. Mm -hmm. yeah for all of us uh, perfectionists out there too just a little hint I guess you can pick up a book and and start it whether it's fiction or personal development and you don't have to finish it I've learned that that just doesn't have to be if it's not your jam stop reading it don't be wasting your time but on the other side like as far as personal development goes there have been a lot of instances where I've started a book thinking it's exactly what I need in that moment in that time and I get maybe three or four chapters in and it's like this isn't what I need right now this other one is Mm -hmm. what I need and so I've had to give myself permission to say it's okay to stop reading this one right now I'll come back to it right but I'm going to stop right now and move on to something else that I know is more of what I need right now. Mm -hmm. So some of you may be thinking about back when we talked about some resources and stuff, and we're kind of at that point now. So Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, and this is something that you have to go through your ECFE teacher, I am pretty sure. I know that's how it's run here. Uh, And you just get in in contact with them, and then they, you can sign up, I I think that's how it works. I can't remember. It's been so long since we signed up, but you just sign up and your kids get a free book from Dolly Parton every month. And so they have books in their library at home that are theirs that have their name on them. So that's pretty cool. And it's free, 100% free. Um, Obviously library. It is for kids under five. 
Right. Yeah. I think Sadie stopped getting them. Mm-hmm. At yeah. Six. Yep. Yeah. Izzy stopped getting them. Yeah. So sign them up early so you can take advantage of the program the entire time. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then of course the library, obviously. Right. But what you may not know is that uh, if most libraries have a free audiobook section where you can check out audiobooks through like it's either the Libby app or like Overdrive depending on whatever app they use um and that's pretty cool because they're free <laughs> so and then there's so many other free audiobook sources if you just google like hey free audiobook sources there's there's so many out there um I am not well versed in all of them so I did not put them all in here um, but then obviously there's like the paid ones like Google, uh, Google Play, Audible, Amazon, Kindle. Uh, are you familiar, Roberta, with Epic? Did you do that? Did you run yeah. that? Okay. How does that work? Yep. So Epic um, is is basically like, like a Kindle app for kids, um, except you pay a monthly subscription if, if you're using it as a parent. Um, or as teachers, we get it for free. So through, uh, if you're a parent listening, typically uh, you could ask your child's teacher. Um, they probably have Epic, whether it's through the library or um, their homeroom teacher, but it's free during the school day Yeah. for the teacher. Um, after the school day, if the parent signs up with their email, then then there's a limited amount. So I think uh, last I checked, if it's not within school hours, um, kids can choose one book per day. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but if it's within school hours, it's unlimited. Otherwise, there is a monthly subscription. Um, and and that, we, we love it. That has... Um the pages and everything right like colored pages and it reads it to you right so actually epic has um has different options uh it has books from that are simply picture books geared towards our toddlers all the way to chapter books um so it has books that uh or read to self. It has books that are read to you where you do see the page. It highlights the word as it's reading, which I love um, because the child can track their reading, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And part of what is missing with a lot of these online sources is because kids can't as easily track. Um, but through Epic, they can. But then it also has audiobooks where it's just a picture of the um, cover of the book and then um, it's the audio mm-hmm. so there's things from like I said um, picture books for toddlers there's early readers there's um, more challenging and there's there's books that are um, like out in the world like our favorite ones right now is Rosie Revere Engineer Ikipik Architect and um, those are books that are common in stores and in the library and where we go but it's also on epic Mm -hmm. um however epic also has like their own authors so there's also books that Mm -hmm. are 
specific to Epic. Okay. Do you, you do, you do that right now, right? Yeah. I use it right now. What, what is, what do you pay? Cause like, so you said early readers and we were trying to find early readers for Sadie. And um, so this would be a good Christmas present parents or grandparents. <laughs> this, right. grandma, grandma's looking for something and we couldn't find a lot of early readers through Scholastic. So what do you pay a month? Let's see. So, yeah, like I said, the basic plan is free, one book a day. Um, otherwise, the full library, which is over 40,000 books, audiobooks, and oh, there are educational videos. I forgot about that because I turned that function off. Mm-hmm. My kids don't need videos. So right. I turned that off. Um, 667 a month if you oh, pay okay. annually then it's $79.99 for the year Mm -hmm. otherwise it's $10 a month if you pay monthly and then like I just kind of well and then of course there's bookstores like Barnes and Noble and whatever else is out there now but so you know you guys always get those I at least in Minnesota we do I don't know if it's just a Minnesota based thing but the scholastic um, little newsletter things that come home once a month and we love looking for books in there and they have some really good deals too and I remember one day I as as the uh, Onamia librarian I got to go to the Scholastic Warehouse and they had this Mm. huge discount for educators and so we went in and I I just bought a ton of books so for the library it was so fun and then um, keep your eye out when you're at like fairs and stuff because I know at our county fair in Mora, they, um, the Scholastic Book Fair comes every year and they always have like buy, <clears throat> buy three, get one free. And then a lot of their stuff is 50% off. And then if you're an educator or that, that's what the educator one was, buy, buy three, get one free. And then everything mm-hmm. is 50% off. So yeah, super good deals on stuff. It's another free resource called Storyline Online. Um, it is by the Actors Guild Foundation. So you get to see all of these really big name, big name actors or actresses uh, reading children's books. And they're holding the book, they're reading it, they're using fun voices, and it's fantastic. Oh, so cool. So that's Storyline Online. Um, and then the other one is essentially the same thing where uh, someone is re- someone's holding the book and reading it, um, doing a read aloud, and you can find those on YouTube. They're just not by, you know, big name actors. They're teachers, they're parents, they're grandparents that have uploaded themselves reading these books on, on YouTube. Some are better than others, but they're pretty much all the time. Like, as you can imagine, as a kindergarten teacher who gets sick kind of easily and gets colds, I would lose my voice a lot. So if they're, without a doubt, if there was a day where my voice couldn't handle reading a book, I there I would definitely find it read mm-hmm. by someone on YouTube. Um, or if, uh, this is the other thing I would do, like a, a book went really well with the curriculum that we were doing and I really wanted the book, but we didn't have the at the library and I didn't have it in my personal library. And then I could type it into YouTube and inevitably someone um, would have recorded themselves doing a read aloud with that book. So I would even, 
uh, as a parent and teacher, mute the video because you can see the pages and you just mute it and pause and you read it yourself. You can unpause to turn the page um, and you don't have to listen to the person reading the book. Sometimes their voices are different. <laughs> um, so if you can see the pictures and, and the words yourself, you know, and you don't have that book and it's a book that you want or something, or it's a book you want to see if you want, there's that. There's also, um, there's also chapter books that are done that way. That's a good free resource. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anything educational we can get for free, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys, Roberta and I want to get the word out there about our podcast. So if you have anyone in mind that needs to hear it, please make sure you share it with them. But also we want to give you guys a little something. So if you share to your stories, uh, one of our episodes, it doesn't even have to be this one, but either a screenshot or like a 15 second nugget that you got out of it, share by Wednesday of this coming week and your name will get entered into a drawing for a little Amazon gift card. So help us get the word out and let's do this thing. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the Teacher Mamas podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.